Seco. Right. Love you, you cheese cutting bastard. <laughs> Steady. Double checking it's on. <laughs> thank bow, you, B- bow. thank you, Benji. You're the man. See you. See you. Yeah, I was. That's. I get like fixated on things sometimes. Yeah. And like, because I'm not making, because I'm doing this every week and like interacting with people, and I gen- usually think about media and stuff a lot. This like gap is everywhere in New Zealand. It's like the mm. radio this, between the student radio stations and commercial stations is huge. But then there's like, when you think of like media or like where you, where you would get interviews or print or digital stuff, <coughs> it's kind of the same as well. It seems like there's like under the radar and then a bunch of those places spin off might do something every now and then. And then like, what are you going to try and get into the New Zealand Herald? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you're right. You're right. Especially but with then, like the interviews and that. Like even when you do get covered by like a NZ Herald or like um, or you know the the bigger things like RNZs or whatever, it's like a very specific type of coverage. Mm. It's like um, I don't know. They generalize a lot, so it'd be like, so if Dead Forest got put on like an NZ Herald article, it'd be like um, up and coming Southside rapper makes music. <laughs> like that's it yeah, they won't yeah. dive any deeper no and then it's like and then the description will be Southside rapper from Southside <laughs> makes music um, and has been making music for six months now listen to his first release yeah and then they'll put a link to like two songs ago and it's like it's just real disconnected you can tell someone's been like sent an email basically no like, one cares enough to actually yeah immerse himself in any one of the cultures or like in any of the cultures, you know what I mean? Or whether it be like music or media, like you were saying. Yeah. yeah. I think that's why there's, there's such enough. a big gap is because student radio and like the smaller kind of um, businesses and organizations, they actually give a fuck. And They're passionate. When, they got when the, you get to that top really layer. Fuck. And then they turn 25, 26, 27 and then like, yo, fuck this. Huh? <laughs> yeah. And then the top layer is just like, it's just, I don't, I don't even think they're looking, they really care. Well, they, I'm here with uh, Dido Milan and Dead Forest. How can meet humans? Welcome. Hello. Bow, Thanks bow. for having us. Um, yes. They're not. Well, they don't have to. Because yeah, exactly. our entire system is set up for everyone to like famine, compete, compete and kill one another <laughs> yeah. just to get into the door to be like, hello, sir, would you please play my song on mm. your radio station? Like, that's yeah. the whole problem, right? Yeah. It's this crazy bottleneck with the like four or five stations we have run by like two companies. Mm. And they're like then they set up this like gladiator match where every like, okay, well we only have room for yeah instead of the like, big indie band at the moment. And we only have room for maybe like the female rapper of the moment. And then maybe like the certain area of Auckland rapper of the moment. And yeah. when they're on the come down, we'll have to find someone up to come up. That's literally instead of them being hungry to find like, cause there's so much to find, you know what I mean? There's mm. like no shortage of that shit. So imagine if they're hungry to find that shit instead of like okay well we got room for like one more if, if anyone's taking if you want anyone's keen anyone in the room like imagine if they're like i know these five people are, are on right now and i'm really um interested and intrigued with the artistry or whatever, whatever you know what i mean but it's more like is your like a waiting list you know what i mean yeah yeah i try i try to think of like what is it from their perspective and i don't <laughs> know if day, they, fam, do day. they think like we as a country are too dumb 
and have too short of an attention span to focus on like more than three artists at a time. Mm. Mm. Especially when it comes, like you were saying, to the actual airtime, like 20%. Like thinking about it more now, I would like to see what, like what they mean by 20%, you know what I mean? LAB. <laughs> 20% of New Zealand artists on, on air, yeah. What is 60 is yeah, all is 20 of that. Like, I'm <laughs> no, convinced. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, like. yeah. And like, but that's the metric. It's that they don't. That's that's why I harp on so much about fucking. What what's the actual focus? Because like, if the metric is 20 percent and that's it, we don't care how what goes into getting that number. Exactly. Then like, just having one band played 20 percent of the time is a success. Yeah. And you could have the entire industry dying on the vine as yeah. long as we have Lord. But it's also sad that like it gets to a point where that even needs to be announced. Like that, that there needs to be a benchmark that they're like, hey, we do play 20%. And it's like, well, if you just played it, you wouldn't need I to I feel like we're one of the only places where we don't play, we don't have a radio station that just plays 100%. You know what I mean? Like if you go. Because yeah. how, uh, you guys are 21? I'm, I'm 24. 24? And 22. 22. So do you guys remember Kiwi FM? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. And that was full 100%, but it was just not, I don't think it was supported well. And I don't think, I think it was, it came in a time where it was like a transition time in the industry. Yeah. But they'll just point to that now and be like, well, Kiwi FM didn't work. And yeah. it's just like, fuck, come on, dude. That's, like, the, that's the big try. That's our one try we gave was yeah. Kiwi FM. That's crazy. Like, I'm 24 now. That shit was around when I was fucking finishing high school, you know? Yeah, like, well, in uh, high appara- school. apparently there's a youth. I remember last time you were on here, we were talking about RNC, the youth channel. Still hasn't arrived, but apparently it's on its way. I don't know. And surely if that was set up with someone who wants it to do well, they'd play. They'd be at the gigs that you guys are playing. They'd be at these things. But we don't know anything about it yet. So um, <clears throat> do you guys feel like I get a sense that, and I, and I don't think you'd be wrong in thinking this, is that the amount of quality stuff you do doesn't have the right receptacle in terms of like media and attention to actually give it. Is that, is that how you feel like there, 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 there isn't, or you could put in all the work you can, but there's no, that the mechanisms to platform that work and spread that work has, is, has such less effort put into it compared to your side. I mean, that's how I feel looking at it. Yeah. I think that's. Yeah. Yeah. That, that would be correct. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. I feel like, um, Especially in New Zealand, you have to kind of uh, develop yourself as an artist uh, in a way where you have to be fixated on like the industry stuff just as much as the artistry. Whereas in other countries, you wouldn't need to have to care that much. Um, I feel like in in America or UK or wherever, even Australia, you could just be like, I'm going to focus on the music and then Mm, mm, management can focus on all the admin stuff. But I feel like here it's just as important because... Like, it's making the music is the easiest part. Like yeah. the rest of the shit is is the fucking the actual marathon. Yeah. Is it like? Does it bum you out? It used to definitely for sure. It used to. Not so much now, just because I I understand it's not changing anytime soon. So. <laughs> so you you kind of you kind of gave up and made peace not, with it, or not gave up, but. Yeah, I wouldn't say gave up, but. Um, n- like not living in ignorance. You know what I mean? Like it's, I know it's not just you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. With us, it's, just it's like, easy to be down bad about it. Like for me, like ah, right. oh, but yeah, it's 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 the game. So just play the game, I guess. At this point, like nothing's gonna change. 
in a drastic mm-hmm. way. So we may as well just Make learn how to play change, chess. You know? Yeah, and I mean, props to you. You guys are like, I've already I've said say many times about Dita just being like one of the better uh, chess players of the music industry game. <laughs> I appreciate moment, you know that. I don't even know how to play chess in real life. <laughs> 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 I said the best Yeah, and I think I, it's hard for me because like, I definitely feel that way that if there was a proper media apparatus mm, in New mm. Zealand that if like, it was more rich like then shit would pop off more yeah you'd have the space to have the amount of high quality rap hip hop and R&B that's happening in Auckland even or in New Zealand would have an, a, there would be no limitation on space or word count that mm. can be put on it or ear yeah. time mm. but it seems like there is yeah. for no reason it shouldn't it really shouldn't be it like really that, shouldn't be yeah it's crazy um <laughs> When when did the music? Because you guys have known each other for a long time. Mm. When did the music into the relationship? Um, I think in high school. But at this point, mm. uh, we weren't even friends like that. He made music because I was older than him, so yeah. it was like, yeah, right. he made music, and I was a fan of him. Mm. So at the time, he was Jinzo. What was this like? Year twelve. Yeah, yeah, coming out of. Yeah, I was in year 12, uh, this is like 2015, and um, he was releasing music and I was a fan of his. So I was just kind of watching what he was doing. And then um, we disconnected and reconnected back in 2018. Mm. And that's when I had just hopped back into producing. And he was like, he was bubbling, like he was quite popular in the scene. So it, it kind of went from there. And were you producing as well as rapping? Yeah, yeah. yeah pretty much. And so with a with a track like No Phones, which everyone I hope has listened to, this is fucking awesome. Is it is it like are you doing Dero, are you doing hundred percent of the production? You guys like do you work kind of in tandem with production and stuff like that, or is it kind of defined roles? Um No, I think we we sort of like like, like what's the vibe in the room when no phones <clears throat> is being made, I guess is what I'm asking. So in terms of roles, I'll be doing um I'll be doing all the production and he's mm. rapping, but there's always a dialogue there. So yeah, yeah, he'll be we're like, always talking shit about he'll be like, shit. I don't like this. Let's change that. I'll be like, cool. Um, or, and there's heaps of times as well where we butt heads on something and then we'll compromise and you'll be like, oh, can you change this kick or, or can you change the snare? So it's never, it's, it's never this like fully linear thing where yeah. I just throw a beat and he raps on it straight away. Like, right. Yeah. 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 There's a dialogue and we, we, we want to see where we can meet in the middle. So it's like a, a proper marriage of, it's kind of like a true want. project in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think when me and the Roar started making music, we didn't want it to be like the defined roles. You know what I mean? We didn't want it to be so, cause then the music sounds like it's two separate things, but like, yeah. um, when you listen to the shit, it's like both of our heads on the track. You know what I mean? And yeah. the beat and in the, in the lyrics as well. I do hear that mm. actually now that you point that out because that is a thing that there's a positive. I think I said it to you is that like hip, the big positive advantage hip hop has is the kind of like modules that you can put together, like a mm. different producer with a different rapper, a different mix of all these things. And it does create different stuff. But a downside of that sometimes for me as someone as a bit of an outsider to it is like you can kind of it can cross that line where you can tell, you can actually hear the modulization. Like you can, you hear, can hear that they weren't in the same room. Yeah, you <laughs> can. And like, that's probably why I like like mm. the shit that you guys are making. So I think you mm. can hear that dynamic in the room. Yeah. Our, our goal has always been to be like, we want uh, us as a duo is like the marriage of both of our styles so that 
um, even if you listen to a Dead Forest track that's produced by me but it goes under his name, it would sound different to what we'd release as a duo because it's it's me catering to him and what he wants. Right. Whereas the duo is us meeting in the middle um, stylistically and like sonically. So that's always been our goal. Um, mm. And it helps us be flexible as well because if I ever did a track, for example, that he's featuring on, it won't sound the same as a track we have as a duo, mm. uh, which won't sound the same as a track he has that I've helped out on or produced and, and so on. Yeah, this is something I struggle with a lot, which is like, do you, the idea of picking lanes and like um, for projects mm. or the um, idea of just amalgamating everything under one name, like what what do you, why have you picked to do the lane thing? I'm really interested in that because I, I think about this question a lot because I, I can make lots of different styles of music and there's a certain, not pressure, but a certain like idea of, well, if you put it all under one thing, and almost like the King Giz and the Lizard Wizard style where it's like, we'll just make whatever and mm. it's everyone, it'll just be housed in this one thing so we'll just collect and collect and collect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I think it's more artistically um, better to have the lanes to separate the, the, the art in a sense. Mm. Mm. What, well, why do you think you've chosen to kind of lane it up? Is it, is it just because you feel like the music should be kind of um, – Similar to one another if it's coming out under a certain name? Um, like consistency? For me, I feel like uh, what it helps to do is, is um, it helps separate us individually as artists. So we, like, we wouldn't want to get to a point where any Dead Forest track with anyone sounds like um, something he'd make with me with a different beat or that any, anything I work on with someone else just sounds like the same shit with like like that modular kind of concept um helping kind of uh keep things in the lane helps us um it builds us up as individual artists and it also makes the the collaborations um better as well because mm. you can actually hear the collaboration like there's a lot of artists where they'll collaborate with everyone but i'm like i don't even know what you contributed to any of these right so it was a lot of um it was a lot of work in the sense of like we had to build up our own individual identities as artists and then kind of be like okay this is where everything lands mm. it also helps the listener because um it gets them excited so if, if dead forest has a track with um who what who, who's a producer in, in this country right now that's oh uh, don't do that to me uh, let's say <laughs> let, let's say smoky right smoky got beats uh shout out smoky if if he has a track with him, you can Smokey has a really distinctive style. The Forest has a distinctive style. You'd be like, cool. I don't know what to expect, mm. but I'm excited for this. So it's it's kind of like, yeah, it's it's helping um helping us stand out as artists. Um, and also it's really shitty when everything kind of melts together because yeah, that's think, that's when you kind of get the six sixty problem. I feel like <laughs> I've recently become like um. I don't, I don't even know what brought it on, but I've been put on to like uh, playing roles, like, you know, playing your character. Like if this is a a sitcom, how the character's going to um, bounce off each other. Is this character too similar to that character? Da, da, da. I feel like it's the same with the music as well, especially with like uh, what we're trying to do in YKK and that. Yeah, it's funny because, again, it's a very smart answer. Like I think that makes a lot of sense. And in a way, I wonder if, is, is that... Collectives tend to have 
quite a similar trajectory in yeah. a sense, very like almost famously. Mm. Yeah. And I, is, is that kind of dynamic with this kind of lane and individual artist building? Is that in some ways you think addressing the kind of problems that collectors run into sometimes? Because I've been in collectives okay, like yeah, over yeah, yeah. my over the years, I think yes. I think it, it definitely and like how Dead was saying, like it takes a lot of building your own identity as an artist, you know what I mean? Because a lot of people will come up in a collective and fully not work on their own style or their own um what's it called? You know what I mean? And then yeah. just go off of oh, we're a collective, so I'm you know what I mean? I, I feel like that's that's how you fall off, like mm. you know what I mean? Yeah, it, it can get dangerous because mm. um, if you operate uh, in the, the headspace of being a collective all the time, what happens when you guys break up? Like you're only used to working with <laughs> these four guys. Um, you try and make a beat on your own, but subconsciously you're making it to uh, suit the four people that you <laughs> used to work with. And now you're kind of lost. You have to refine who you are as an artist. So I think it it helps all of us being individuals in a collective rather than like a collective of, of just artists. I've like, seen so many collectives and groups and, and things like form and then fucking disband, you know, in the space of like a, a month, bro. <laughs> so it's really, uh, it's like, um, it's safer for us individually as artists as well mm. to, to come like that. Mm. You know what I mean? And like the way I imagine it is like, it's just like YKK cinematic universe. So mm. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, like you know yeah. what type of beats I'm gonna make for church. Uh, you know what type of beats AP's on, what type of beat Dead Forest is on. So when they're all on it together, you can have these little cool moments where church's beat is the certain style, and then you know that when Dead Forest comes in, it, there's gonna be these little moments that mm. you've come to know with his style, and then AP can come in. You can have a little different breakdown, or maybe you could switch it up, and it kind of creates this little. Uh, world within like a song mm. or a project where everyone has their own pockets everyone has their own superpowers it's like um the best thing i could compare it to was like imagine marvel and they all have the same costumes on and their powers are the same but different colors <laughs> like the old school mortal combat ninjas yeah right <laughs> that's just not cool <laughs> yeah scorpion sub-zero yeah it's just yeah, like yeah. you're just different colors but you know <laughs> yeah. what, what we what we're trying to do is like this guy has these powers. This guy has th those powers. He's a specialist in that. He's a specialist over there. Mm. And that way, if if um we ever do break break up, everyone can just go on and do their own thing. Built-in flexibility. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's funny because the way you describe, like, yeah, a, a collective that has all the same uniforms, maybe different colors. They're they're a band, right? That's not a collective. That is a band. Yeah. That's yeah, band. like really, that's just a. A project. It's not mm. a true. You guys seem to have a uh, yeah a truer sense of actually what a collective should be. Should be a collective of individual artists, not a singular project or a singular. Yeah, exactly. And that yeah, definitely comes from trial and error and watching other people fly too close to the sun. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> Do you, is there like a is there like a key lesson or a key like dynamic in helping a healthy um, collective run? Hmm. That's a tough one. Um, I'm just thinking about what we've been doing yeah. and how it's been working. Like I, from the outside, I would imagine like communication <clears throat> would be like a, a big one or like your capacity to be kind of like honest and upfront with one another. Mm. Yeah, communication mm. is a massive one. Honesty as well. Like there's there's a lot of dialogue that always happens um, within the 
the crew where we're like, you know, is this is this the best idea or mm -hmm. do you think this is going to be the, the best option for you, this and that. Also, um, using the collective to push individual artists um, in their singular careers as well. Like I feel like a lot of crews will constantly move together and want to move in the same direction. But what we've done is YKK is this umbrella in which we can uh, develop each of the individual artists towards their main goal while moving kind of in tandem. So I'll be doing my own thing. Church is doing his own thing. But when it comes to like a group project, we're still we're still there. Like we're still next to each other. Mm. But we're not all moving in the, the same exact direction because that's that, that doesn't even make sense, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I like that. Um, and uh, one aspect of kind of hip-hop culture I, as an outsider is, is one of the easier things for me to get into is, is beefs. Mm. Uh, they're like, but for me, from the outside, like the New Zealand hip-hop scene, it tends to seem to be quite friendly and supportive mm. in a sense. Like, and in a way, I think that's really cool. Mm. But is is there, is it just, I also know that the New Zealand psyche is one of like passive aggressiveness <laughs> or like yeah, one of know. like presenting yeah. a happy Demeanor the old villa white painted home on the front and then at the back the it's moldy and fucking all this shit. Like what's, What's the experience of being in such a vibrant, um, I guess, competitive hip-hop scene in New Zealand at the moment? I think um, just touching on your other question before, I just thought about it now. But I think all of us just not bringing our egos into mm. anything we do, whether it be like fucking going and getting something to eat or, or we're making a, a track. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just no egos. And I really think that's one of the reasons why we're all where we're at now like none mm. of this would have worked if any of us puffed our chest out at some point you know what i mean yeah right <clears throat> but um coming back to that the beefs like i was talking to um runaway mars about this just earlier like it's because you're right the the new zealand like uh, psyche is passive aggressive and it's <laughs> it's it's fucking shady you know but I think for me as a rapper, it's it, it could have been real easy. And I'm seeing a lot of young kids do it now, um, like young rappers do it now. It's so easy to come up and be like, nah, these guys are shit. Those, that side's shit. Like, mm. nah, I just hate everyone because you guys are all shit. Like, but then you're not going to go nowhere. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You're, you're going to stay where you're at. Um, and because like, I feel like, yeah, you're right. It's the, the hip hop scene, the rap scene. It's just all the bros. Like, it, it is super... Supportive, you know right. what I mean. When you when you get on that ground level with them, like I was just with the boys earlier today, and like we're boys, like you know what I mean. Like it's it's yeah, we're, we're too small for this shit. Man. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, we're too yeah. small to be. You doing can't beef with someone and the then bro, fucking like, see them on K Road getting yo. the kebab. That shit's weird. <laughs> like what the fuck? It's just easier to put that shit to the side and fucking oh, grow up. Hundred percent, and especially when we have yeah. like like a lack of uh, mechanisms to actually help push out push our shit out there why would we be shitting on one another you know what i mean like that's Waste all the energy. more reason to um just build each other up in that yeah right mm. who who you guys who do you guys look to in the scene whether it's like people that are um happening now or maybe people that have like <clears throat> who are older or have been doing the stuff like who 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 are the role models in new zealand or is it more international people for you guys um, 
for me, I'd probably say it's more international just because New Zealand's music industry, especially for hip-hop, has been pretty chaotic. So there's, it's kind of hard to look at someone and be like, I'm going to model my career after them. Cause because a lot of people did some fuck shit with their fame or with their success, you know Yeah, I, mean? I feel like every every <clears throat> hip-hop success story in New Zealand has has always ended tragic. Um, <laughs> so for us, it's it's trying to model it on something international um, and localize it. That has it. worked. That has um, been through trial and error, you know what I mean? And that we see is growing. Like mm. the, the UK like uh, is something for me that I've been watching for a bit of time now. Like their whole scene, how they came up. Even just the birth of grime, you know what I mean? And where it's at now. <clears throat> that um, process is like super inspiring to me. And it's super applicable to and it's New super, Zealand Yeah, well. exactly, yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, long term, uh, I feel like West, New Zealand's still figuring that out, to be honest. Yeah. Like, I think hip-hop is as new uh, as it could be. Mm. Like, even with the past 20 years worth of hip-hop history, it's like, it seems to get wiped out and then restarted every time we get into a new generation. Mm. Like, none of the Dawn Raid stuff can apply to us because it's just a different time now. And like, the business was different. Yeah. The whole, like, yeah. releasing and creating music was different. So I can't say like, oh yeah, I want to be like, like those guys there or those guys yeah. there because I can't even achieve the things that they've done because it's just so different now. You know what I mean? So that, the short answer to your question is there's no. <laughs> yeah, but but you talk about the what's happening in the UK now. Mm. Mm. Like, how are you guys? In, how what's your main way of interacting with the stuff in the UK? Like, how are you watching or listening to it? Is it through Spotify? Is are you on YouTube? Like. How how do you how do you connect to what's going on there? I think definitely through like uh, media or social medias. Like YouTube is a huge one though because they started like a lot of grime started when YouTube was starting. You know what I mean? On the old ass fucking videos and shit. So it's all up there. It's all up up there to see, and it's like um, grime is as old as me. <laughs> like I think it started. <laughs> Like if, if you could data back, yeah. probably yeah, I was in '99. The grind probably started like 2000 onwards. Mm. So mm. all the history is right there on YouTube. Like yeah, their actual original videos. That's Whereas crazy. I feel like it, like it'd be way easier for me to learn about the history of garage and grime from start to finish than it is to to learn about the actual hip hop scene in the last 20 years in New Zealand. You know what I mean? Just because where am I going to find that shit? The Who am I going to talk to? Yeah, yeah, there's no resources for that. I can't go learn off. YouTube or something like that. Yeah, like know? the Dawn Raid um, film was a massive eye-opener. Mm, Even then, that mm. didn't really show everything, but it was like all this footage is laying around. You're like, fuck. <laughs> Shit, I wonder what else is laying I'm around. I'm 24, like, fuck. Like, I wish I, I wish I had seen that shit when I was 20 or something. You know, they could have, I don't know. I don't know. That's just Bruh. me, though. Bruh. Yeah, I think it's access. That it yeah. would be that. It's, it's, it's hard to kind of... Because you got to know someone to know someone that knew the guy... Back in 06, that can tell you about what happened. Mm. But um, even then, it's through his lens and it's like... It's through his perspective. He's like, nah, this guy's fucking trash, man. What <laughs> he did back in 06, you should never do that. And then you meet another guy that's like, yeah, man, this guy knew it. Like, this guy was it. So it's like, it, it, it's easier to just model a, after someone, for, for us, like in the UK, because it's so applicable. Like, it, you can easily transfer it over. And it's all laid out. Like, we can literally study... An artist from inception down to their first hit, mm. study their styles, what they're using, and all that. Like, it's really accessible. Yeah. 
I, I was just thinking like, fuck, I bet you guys, if COVID wasn't around, you'd be planning to head to the UK, right? Definitely. Fuck yeah. COVID, man. Yeah, that, that really threw a fucking wrench in the works, eh? Yeah. <sighs> just think of it as if you're like, you're, you're just doing some extra incubation for the skills. Yeah. yeah. It's not like you're not going to make mm. it to the places you want to make. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, it's it's that weird uneasiness of like, no one wants to announce shows or do shows because you don't know what the fuck is going to go on a week ahead. I've said it before and I'll say it again. My favorite tweet about this is from Anthony Metcalf and he said, you thought it was hard enough to sell tickets to shows that were definitely going to happen. Try, <laughs> try and sell tickets to shows that might happen. Yeah. yeah. You know? And that's 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 the truth. Like, it is fucking... That's the age we live in. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. fucked. It's mental. But... One thing that that has produced, I think, is like, and it actually ties into the grime thing for me because my exposure to UK grime and rap is basically through like what is essentially them recording or streaming their like um, radio shows mm -hmm. and their like freestyles and their like parties yep. in the booths, yep. essentially, which is like having a real renaissance now because of the lack of travel, but also. Twitch is kind of hitting the mainstream and streaming's yeah, kind of yeah. crossing over into the mainstream. Like fucking Liam Finn is mm. streaming twice no a week on Twitch. No fucking way. Twice a week. Making, what does he do? He is writing a new album live over Twitch. Nah, that's peak. Uh, fucking crazy. <laughs> and I'm insane. like, if Liam Finn is like doing this, that's the, like a established, well-recognized, respected artist. Like it's streaming is here. It, Twitch is here. <laughs> it's the new age. Is there like... Do you guys have like a, any desire or drive to kind of apply yourselves or, or put yourselves out there in that sense as well? Or is it because I know you do so much work in the studio. I think you guys do a lot of good work at um, a really great presence on things like Instagram mm -hmm. where you show serious stuff, but also like have like a good like fun side as well. Yeah. Is there any desire to kind of build more in that direction? Or is that just, is that just not the focus right now? No, I think it definitely like we've got plans to uh, head in that direction, but like how you're saying, it's all very new. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're all very, um, but yeah, def I think definitely. Yeah, it's, it's it's also a case of like we don't want to bite off more than we can chew. So yeah, it's yeah, better to put right. our focus into you know. Yeah, if like we try like things. expand out now, then we'd have less time to focus on the thing that we can barely fund mm. out of our own pockets <laughs> as is. So <laughs> it's kind of like building blocks when when uh, I guess you're this new which is stupid because there should be a fucking media place that already does that that you can just come in and stream you guys or host you for like a week yeah like, like do you we, you might remember fucking you live do you remember it was like it was on a fucking it was a music thing that was hosted in the middle of the TV NZ like lobby building and it was um Matt Gibb, who used to be on like What Now and shit, and um, and then oh, like Tim Lamborn, Connor Nesta, Rose Matafeo, Guy Montgomery was on it, and they just like they would play music. It was like a music video show, but people it could hook up through Facebook and request videos, and they would just play them off YouTube. But it was on oh, TV crazy. in real oh. time. No, I don't. And they would that. like they gave like they had my band on there for interviews at the time. They had all this shit. It was just like it's essentially streaming, but to TV. Mm. I just think like that would be so fucking easy to do now, streaming over Twitch oh, and bro, like hell yeah, yeah. How much money do these companies like NCDME have and like all these things? Like, surely they could waste a thousand dollars a week on some think crazy it, like ass <laughs> shit that people like yourselves and like and and, and up and comers could come and just make the most of, you know? 
Yeah, mm. that would be dope. Like a channel, even where, even if they're playing mainstream music and New Zealand music ends up being the 20% or whatever, <laughs> just to see what New Zealand's actually listening to. Yeah. Because I understand that the radios and the channels play what the people request the most. But if we could have one channel, um, although that's that's the thesis anyway. Yeah. <laughs> no, they don't. That's the thesis on paper. But if if they just gave us a chance to request the random mainstream bullshit we want, so even if if it wasn't ended music, at least we can get a, a rough representation of what people are listening to. There's just no wild shit anymore. Where's all the wild shit? Like you guys are kind of wild at times, and I mm. think like it's it reaps rewards. I just why can people not see what's going on? Um, shows is that like a big? You guys are big on doing the live thing as well as the studio thing. Is there like oh, a hundred percent? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think about the like? Do you separate the two, or do you think about the live while you're making the tracks? It's definitely while we make it. Right. Like every we we have heaps of uh, decisions that are informed by this would work really well in a live sense. Mm. You know, writing things like refrains or bridges where we're like, this would be a nice dialogue to have live. Mm. You know, back and forth with the crowd. Um, so that's that's always the thing. But for us, it's just um, our main goal is uh, putting all our uh, firepower towards just making good music. Uh, mm. Shows will always come, so we're not really concerned with getting booked out at every festival at the moment uh we just want to get good music out but in terms of yeah making the music it's definitely like it, it goes it, it's like goes hand in hand and where are like where are, in terms of making the music there's always like a thing that you're like either you've just cracked or like you're just cracking at the moment in terms of like reaching that next little level mm -hmm. like what is that for each of you guys at the moment i'm really interested to know <sighs> For me, it's it, it's I've been adding a, a lot of orchestral shit. I love adding layers, being able to break down a song and really uh, rearranging it. So my whole thing right now is has been trying to make beats songs and not just a loop. Mm. And even if it is a loop, for that to be a stylistic choice and not uh, uh, like a limitation. So my thing is like I want to tailor every beat towards. The artist and and people can hear that once um like Dead Forest project comes out and uh, Church and AP's uh, project solo and and together um yeah but for me it's it's kind of been at that next level where I just keep on I want to expand on like a main idea and kind of and resolve that 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 kind of uh, beginning loop make it a song kind of like intentions yeah yeah but for yourself Lincoln um <clears throat> honestly like I, I for since the start of the year, like I've been moving like, cause to me Dead Forest isn't even like a thing. You know what I mean? Like I don't even have a project out. I don't have, it's just been bare singles. So for me, I think that that'll be the starting point. Right. When this project comes, that'll be it. Cause right now Dead Forest doesn't exist to me. Like it's, yeah, okay. it's just jibber jabs. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so what, what has been the, in terms, cause you, like you say, you're working on a Dead Forest project. Mm -hmm. Um, is it exciting to be at the front end of, of something like this? Like, the, you know, creating an entire world, an entire character. I guess you're discovering the character, yeah, like you said. Yeah, pretty much. Trying to, it's like the character's introduction to the real world, you know? Yeah. Is this, have you, have you felt as confident about what you're doing now before? Or is this a completely different thing for oh, you? Oh, this is a completely different thing. Yeah. This is like 100%. Right. Whole nother level. 
What and do do you have any sense of why that is? Um, focus, I think. Focus is the number. Like, I, um, I'm the type of guy that like will try and do everything. Like, I'll try and do everything, and I'll try to do it really good, and end up just doing it all shit. You know what okay, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, and shout out to Manu. Manu actually told me this like when like early days, earlier in the year, he was like, "You need a focus. Like, you need a." And the shit will just come, and ever since then, it's been coming. So, <laughs> I think. Once I started focusing more on the music, I did was saying shit started happening. Shit started falling into place. You got in the zone. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, not even like there's a whole different zone because like you could say before I was in the zone with all my other the, the Jinzo shit. You know what I mean? But I was just trying to do everything. Mm. None of it was like really focused <clears throat> and refined. I think I'm just refining and, and focusing down on what I'm good at and, and what ideas I want to convey in that. That's where I'm at. Sounds, <coughs> sounds very mature. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I feel like I'm 37. <laughs> yeah, this project is gonna, it's definitely going to be it's gonna be something though. I, I think this will uh, allow people to really understand who Dead Forest is. Mm. Um, it's it's a nice little... It's the Dead Forest cinematic universe. I'm using that for everything now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. It's the soundtrack to my universe. Yeah. Um, well, because... <clears throat> Okay, another interesting thing is the fact that you're producing one dealer, you're producing music for lots of different projects. Right. And two, as you've said, you uh, your your focus is to try and separate them but also give be true to the Rs and all these mm. things. So I actually want to ask Lincoln, like what what is it about Dieter that makes him able to do that so effectively? Like that must require a huge amount of something whether it be 100%, like 100 percent, it does it this shit takes a lot out of me you know what i mean we, we give him shit all the time but like <laughs> at the end of the day no one can do i or well i haven't met anyone that can do what what did it can do you know what i mean um and i think it just comes down to the fact that he actually wants to be the best or you know what i mean or like he's trying to make he really cares about whatever the fuck he's making at, in, in the moment whether it's his own shit or, or the bro's shit so he's going to Give his all, basically. You know what I mean? I've worked with a lot of people that'll, um, they'll like pitch an idea, they'll get the ball rolling, and then when it's snowballing, that's when they're like, ah, I'm kind of like, like you take over. They they don't want to drive the boat no more. You know what I mean? But mm. the bro will drive the boat from finish to the end. Like he's super dedicated, and I think that's why uh, what separates him from a lot of people that want to do what he does. You know what I mean? Does that's, that resonate with you, Dida? That's sweet, man. Oh. That's sweet. That's facts, man. That's facts. That's sweet. Nah, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, for me, it's like I really want to be a pioneer in the country. So whatever that takes, I'll do. Um, and I really care about the music. To me, mm. at the end of the day, like all the jibber jabbers aside, like the, as long as the music remains, I, I don't really give a fuck about anything else. Mm. You, there must be a real. You must have a some kind of capacity to really like either like listen in or key into or be like super empathetic to the person in the room and what they want to be able to mold yourself to them so much as mm. well. Like I think that's that's the, the functionality of what you're able to do. Like a lot of people could have the intentions of what you want to do. And then a lot of people do. A lot of people really And a do. lot of people do, but then you go like, oh yeah, this is a <coughs> this is a beat from that person. <laughs> yeah. Can't like, execute it. It's this weird fine line of um molding the sound uh, to suit the person and at the same time um, creating a distinct sound as the producer mm. and and trying to balance those two because um, 
my my goal isn't to just be a producer. That's like that's the last thing I want to be is just a producer. Yeah, I definitely want to uh, expand out, and I'm I'm doing that at the moment mm. into being an artist, composer, being a curator, being able to bring different pieces in instead of just being like, hey, here's a beat and rap on it, and we'll mix it and shit it out basically. <laughs> yeah, do you get? Have you had times or have, are you kind of lost as your own personal artistic identity when you're kind of like molding yourself to so many people all the time? Or do you have a strong sense of exactly what Dida Milan on his own wants to be and produce? No, a hundred percent. Yeah. You definitely do get lost. Cause um, yeah, it's like um, it's dividing your, your artistic focus in, into so many different chunks. I mean, mm. it all, it all um, exists in the same realms realm so oh the same cinematic universe the, yeah there yes, you go yeah it's all it's in the same movies but um yeah at the end when you kind of look back you're like okay what parts of what do i want to incorporate into my own shit um and also time man it seems like there's yeah, not enough I, fucking time this mm. is it's fucked i was just thinking that as you're talking i'm like there is i do these do you guys know that there's like a finite amount of time that you have like in like days and weeks to actually do all this shit i don't see how this is all happening uh, or no not I, I can see how it's happening i don't see how you have the patience to take the time <laughs> that it takes for all these things to happen at once mm, mm. that's fucked because i i had to work super hard trying to have patience enough to be like if i'm doing all this stuff it's going to take this amount of time mm. for it all to be happening you know i can credit that to our manager money yeah. he's, he's really like we're like chaotic little fucking fireballs <laughs> and he's the one that has to like wrangle everything in um <laughs> And Shout that's great. He, what he's done is set up like a system where Monday to Friday, we can focus on making the music. And that way in the weekends, we're not doing 12 hour sessions. We can actually enjoy our life. I think that helped um, hone in the focus much more because the grind 100%. mentality is fucking stupid. Like it's yeah, not, that's like the, he's, he profes professionalized what you guys were. Yeah. Exactly. And not in a way where it took the life out or took the essence of like the artistry, what we're trying to do, but it, it actually did the opposite, you know? Mm. It gave us a, the right kick in the ass. Yeah, I actually, because we talk about Manu quite a lot on mm. this podcast because it just so happens to coincide that like a lot of the artists that I really enjoy and want to talk to, like yourselves and mm. like Paloma and all these people uh, tend to also be in the, what I guess you'd call it the Manu family. Cinematic universe. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is it like being, what's that group like? What's that um, family like in, in that sense? Is it... Is it? Does it feel as connected as it kind of looks? Does it feel as supportive as it looks? A hundred percent. It's like so. yeah. we we kind of exist in our own little uh, lanes and stuff. But as soon as someone needs help or you know, there's this and that, we're kind of uh, available at all times. So it's kind of giving each artist space to um, deal with their own shit, but also being uh, there. I guess it's like an extended family. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Ones that don't hate each other. <laughs> Which is good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like in-laws. <laughs> We're in-laws. Yeah, that's really cool, man. I mean, that's really, he is, he seems to be playing a very important like mentor role in a lot of, just an organizational mentor role in a mm. lot of lot of people's careers, you know. Yeah. Which in a place like this is super needed. Yeah, it's just, very hard like, to find as well. Yeah. I will say like just talking with you guys and some of the things we've talked about and just some of my experiences recently, it's hard not to feel like there's a lot more effort and 
creativity and hustle put in by the artists of New Zealand compared to the industry of New Zealand. Mm -hmm. There seems you can you can almost walk up and down the country and stumble into some really crazy talented hardworking musician who's really just doing their thing. But we just we all value someone like Manu because we know how rare they are. Mm. Mm. It's hard to, for me to escape that. <laughs> I see what you mean. Yeah. You know yeah. what I, I see mean? what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess it is hard because I think what a lot of people see in you, Dieter, is, and maybe you've recognized this in yourself, is that kind of like not every creative person has that kind of pragmatical business thing as well. It is like more rare. And I wonder if that's that kind of. Um, dynamic is and the fact that it's more rare is why you don't get as many industry people but I don't know I don't like using that as an excuse I think like it, there seems to be a real lack yeah at the very least I think because they're all fucking old or something that's the impression I get is that they're all over the age of 30 going to 40 you know what I mean so that's where the disconnect is I don't know this is like um just a certain level of detachment because being old doesn't necessarily mean you're true, true, yeah, you're yeah. disconnected, like, um, but also at the same time, don't get a manager that's younger than you or the same age as you, you know. <laughs> I feel like I see that all the time, yeah. That's an assistant, that's your friend, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go have a drink, <laughs> that's man. your mate, like, you bro, please, bro. Is he Gee, paying rent? Come on, yeah, <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I don't know. I, it's for me, it's like a good balance of. Um, it's a good balance of someone that understands the music industry and the music and everything that goes into it, but that doesn't want to be a part of it. Like you don't, because mm. what, what I've seen, happy just pulling the strings from the back, doesn't or like making sure stage behind the DJ decks. Not at all, dance, not yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. It's like I've I've seen a lot of artists and where their managers are like at the back getting fucked. I'm like, what yeah, are you're on stage doing? getting fucked. Like, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. <sighs> Not to say that can't happen. Yeah, but yeah. by all means, but yeah, just it's it's yeah. weird. It's a weird concept for me to wrap my head around it. Mm. It doesn't seem very businessy. Yeah, you wouldn't want your manager slightly unprofessional. Yeah. You wouldn't want your manager fucking going up to people on MD being like, "Man, I love you. <laughs> I love you, get bro. A Can you book in, me? Bro, you should get a session in, bro. Just book that's me, bro. not a good look. <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, where, when you imagine, when you're like future thinking, what where, what realms, what what things do you see yourself doing? And in, in, in terms of, it could be in any kind of facet of, of, of music or what you're doing right now, but like, where's the drive? Is it is it just like goal focused? Is it, are there certain dreams and ambitions? Is there certain statements? Like, where, what's going on in that realm for you guys? I've never really been like a, a forward thinker like that or like someone that plans ahead. I'm su I've always been super bad with that. But now I am in a place like, I guess where I should have stayed when I can dream about shit, you know what I mean? And mm. I can, uh, uh, what's it called, set those goals for myself. But like for the near future, I'm, I, I think for me, I'm just trying to build some type of culture, a wave, if you, if you will, you know what I mean? Something like of the sorts. And I know that's going to take five to ten years. You know what I mean? And I'm I'm calm with that. So for me, that's that's where the drive comes from. I think. Mm. 
Yeah, I'm trying to create something that's going to stick around a legacy. Legacy. Yeah, exactly. That, I was just about to say that, mm. like creating a, a legacy, something that people can remember me by. Um, I want to actually leave an impact. Like, I don't. I don't want to just make music. I want to make uh, something that people can re- like. I want to be a reference point in in future New Zealand to be like. That's when uh, production changed, or that's when this <laughs> yeah, this yeah. and that pivoted. Um, but yeah, just I just want to make a statement. And to also make it out of here as well, as well as make it here. That's that's the goal. Which is funny because like make it out of here, I totally understand. And mm. I watched that R, the RNZ feature on you did it, but both of you were in it. Um, and a lot of that was about where you guys come from mm. and how, what's, what's your relationship with that community and like do you have ambitions with – your community or, or where you come from for the future as well is that as equal part as the music thing 100 percent. that definitely adds to the ambition you know because especially like i'm i don't want to be like if i can say for instance i don't make it out the country you know what i mean if i can uh, build up the next kid that that might or, or that might have a pivotal uh part to play in the history of the fucking music then I'm, I'm happy with that too you know what i mean so the the building up the community is definitely one of the driving forces just because i don't want to be the last one you know what i mean mm. yeah i don't want to be the only one i don't want to be the last one like and is there shit that you wish was different when you guys were coming up definitely me and this guy honest to god shit was tough man there's no resources at all yeah. for us to there's resources, but it's for people that don't. It's for people that are in a box, in a specific box. You know right. what I mean. So it's the, the the type of help just isn't accessible to people like me and Dida that want to do what me and Dida want to do. So it was very tough. So mm-hmm. if we can create or, or sort of help in the areas that we're lacking in our community, then by all means. Yeah, like I think what one thing I definitely want to. Um, I'd like to see more community centers in South because there's tons in Central out West. Nah, that's East the thing. There's heaps. There's but there's nothing in South. Nah, we get a misconstrued. It's just the community centers. They're not. Oh, they're full. there, but they're just it, it's. They're either not used or they're not used for people like us. You know what I mean? They're, they're they're used for. I know heaps of youth groups that run their youth groups out of community centers and and after school programs and all that shit. But it's like. <clears throat> I don't see people like myself there or kids like myself in those spaces. You Do know? you think it's because those spaces are either like built by or operated by people who aren't on the vibe that you guys, like they're, they're building spaces that are kind of either general use or not really yeah, for no, the community that, exactly. they, that you guys want to be using it for. Mm, exactly. I think that's uh, has a big part. Yeah, like Because I know some of these people, you know what I mean? So it's Centers like, where like a kid can go and feel... Uh, motivated to pursue an arts career in would be cool because at the moment if you're a kid and you're like I want to be a musician someone's like do you want Choose another something guess else. yeah do you want another guess at what you want to do <laughs> have another try have another try yeah. yeah it's like even even though it's a tough hill I'd want people to want to do it you know and so I want it to be possible you know like, yeah it should, it should it should feel like it's possible mm. even if it's low income or whatever. <laughs> oh, well, I think what you're saying is you want to actually feel supported no matter how dumb yeah. it is. Yeah. In a sense, like no matter what anyone thinks is the – stop value, valuing it by the potential of success mm. and value it by like how interested and passionate the person is in it. Mm. 
Yeah, exactly. Like um, people, for, for me as well, personally, I can relate to this. You grow up forcing yourself to want to be either a doctor, architect, engineer, lawyer, whatever it is, um, because there's so much support behind it. And I can get you make money from it, but I feel like musicians and artists are just as important as these guys uh, on a mental level. Like it's medicine mm. for the soul. Mm. We so, sound uh, music soundtracks people's lives exactly. And memories. So exactly. yeah, of course, of course, we're not on the front line helping. The, that's its own field, but I, I would want someone to be just as passionate about music and feel like they can actually be supported and not shit on for it. Because we definitely faced a lot of that growing up. <laughs> yeah, there's this observation I made where like you, uh, when English people meet like from the UK meet one another, they they go, oh, where are you from? Because yeah. where you're from is like a class thing. Yeah. yeah. And when New Zealanders meet one another, the first question is, oh, like, what do you do? <laughs> yeah. Like, what's your job? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's obviously what we, what New Zealand culture seems to value. Because there's a, and like, that's our class. It's a hierarchy of what work you do. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's funny to see the different classes of like musician as well. Like, uh, at first glance, someone would be like, oh, musician, tough. And then... You meet like another class of musician. They're like, "Oh, you you've got like this and that. And like you've done this and you've got these streams." And then immediately it goes from like getting shat on to like a weird pedestal. <laughs> there is no like in between. Yes, because people don't know what to value. They sort of pick and choose. Like, I think the pinned tweet on my Twitter is um, New Zealanders don't like art; they like fame. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. They like winners, bro. Yeah, yeah. that's literally it. Hey, for me, it's like there's nothing wrong with a guy that's fucking um, got his own income and just making music for the fun of it. Like if I meet someone that just makes music for the fun of it, it's like, yeah, whatever, cool. Let's do it. As long as you're doing it. Like you don't need to be making a million dollars because that's super objective. It's tough because well. I say this as well. Music is like the low hanging fruit of creativity, and I don't mean that in like a I don't I don't mean that in the judgment of the people of everyone who makes music. Yeah. I yeah. mean that in the sense that like it's been so democratized and so cheapened by the technology and the that go that the price of the technology that's actually gone into mm. it now. Yeah. That literally anyone can Start get an app on yeah, their phone make, and be like, make I make music. I'm a musician. I make music. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that just flattened everything. It just mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. like. You uh, that word kind of means nothing anymore. It's, it's hard, definitely yeah. lost all the weight that it fucking built up over the years, you know? <laughs> yeah, totally, totally, totally. That's why I'm going to just start using new words, man. <laughs> I'm a composer. I like that. Ooh, I'm yeah, a songwriter. I'm a composer. There I'm you go. I've noticed a lot of musicians have been saying, oh, I'm composing music now. And I'm like, oh, oh you bro, like sick. Okay. Yeah, 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 sick. Oh. That does sound more sophisticated. Mm-hmm, I do like mm-hmm. that. As much as I love music, I don't know what the actual, what, what's the name of the guy that waves the fucking stick around in a orchestra? Conductor. What, I, have, I still don't understand that. Yeah, is, me it, is that varying levels of intensity? <laughs> Look, that just came to my mind. I've always thought about that. Something you're going to learn about me right now is that I have no more idea than you, but yes. I'm about to tell you with confidence <laughs> Of what you think what that means, <laughs> and it'll sound like I know what I'm saying. Uh, that guy is telling different parts, uh, is giving them swing, right? Not just on the bar stuff, but he's giving the swing of the of the like tempo. Well, you know how like you can push and pull. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. To yeah, give yeah. swing within the beats. Yeah, mm. I think he's giving human swing to it because he is counting the beats but he's not going to be he's he's a human so he's mm, not it's not going to be robotic no so i think and we, when it gets intense he's going a little bit more like that i also think he is the one 
um, doing the like almost like volume adjust. He's mi- it, he's maybe the mixing console. In yeah, a he's sense. the mixer. He's, that's interesting. He's the mixer. That's interesting because what I thought he did was like velocity. Well, so I for think example, I like think the higher would, up is would, the more intense the brass and the strings are. I think it's mm. I think it's like it's a, a more sophisticated mixing console where yeah. you can control everything from like volumes to velocity to like you fucking shut up or like mm. someone's. Mm. I remember watching. This is gonna be this is a hilarious reference, but um, I was watching the um, the the making of Metallica's S and M record, which oh. is um, the, what they they did their hits with the symph- the San Francisco Symphony Orchestra. Mm. And I had I had the DVD, so I was watching the like <laughs> setting it up and how they like built it and shit. And there's this moment where like Lars Ulrich is like, this guy's this composer guy's fucking cr- like conductor guy's fucking crazy. He's so good. Like, hey, watch this. And they, they showed a scene and he stops. He goes, stop, 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 stop. And he points to like, I think it's the brass or no, no it must be like a violin, something stringed. And he's like, one of you is like one of your strings is half a is half like a tone or something oh, out of tune. Oh my days! And Lars is like, "What?" And the guy was he could hear it in like a whole thing of an orchestra because he's like tuned in. Yeah, so I think they're like there's something crazy going on there. Mm, That's beautiful. Mm. It's like it's like a chef having some super. That's like a like, super Man, this is this is too much spice. Mm. Like mm. too this, much. This uh, little of paprika. I don't yeah. know if you put paprika in soup. I've, you? Okay, now you've brought it up. How's the cooking going? Because I didn't mean to Absolutely ask nothing has gone on. <laughs> um, no dice. I've just been eating out a lot. You could say I've been cooking in the studio, but that's a that's a scapegoat. That's, oh that's a scapegoat. But um, uh, yeah, I still think, uh, I hope when you had the RNZ people that you were like, hey, so there's this, I think we should do a cooking show. Get me and my mom doing a weekly or like do a season of like, yes. we're going to cook some 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 international cuisine or some other shit. We're going to have a go and my mom's going to try and teach me how to cook it. I'm going to go back to them and, the, you know, I've got the picture of my show. It's, yeah, it's a guy that a, knows nothing about idea. cooking, cooking. Because that's dope. I think that's dope. And just they give, give you the me, recipes in that. Give, right? give me the ingredients. Yeah. I don't know the rips, recipe and All I'm right. going to try. I'm going to try and make, make whatever. Maybe a pavlova. <laughs> Um, studio eat out food. Like, what's the what's the crew's like favorite go tos in terms of um, hey, dipping out? Shout out Ponson Beef Food Court. Yeah, this Ponson Beef Food Court right. has been feeding us very, very adequately. Um, I'd say we went through like um, a, a sushi donburi phase, oh, yeah. and then katsu phase. Yeah, and then we um, went through like a ramen phase for a little while, mm. and now I think we're in our burger era. Yeah, yeah, we're on our burger show. Oh, yeah. we're what what burgers you like vibing at the moment? Just anything really. The other day we got better burger, just standard Ponsonby ones. But yeah, because it's either the, it's either eat what's in Ponsonby, go up to K Road. Oh, kebabs, that's a lie. Kebabs. Mm. I've been little Turkish cafe. They need to sponsor me. Oh. And Lincoln, like me and Lincoln, have been eating it. I'm there all the little time. Turkish like, cafe. I almost fucking. I'm going there after this. <laughs> I was just there before I came. Yeah, that's crazy. There before you came in. <sighs> The fams. That's that's good. Is there shit? Is there stuff that you won't eat because it fucks with you in the studio? Like anything spicy. Right. <laughs> yeah. Even though, like me and Dad especially love our spicy shit, eh? but yep. it just does not don't, don't go down well, studio? man. Yeah, fair. You wouldn't want to eat anything that makes you tired because there's nothing worse than going to lunch and coming back and you're like drooping you're in your fucked. seat. Like that's yeah. <sighs> Yeah, and with the spicy thing, I can really imagine it's hard to be hard to like concentrate on what you're rapping when you're clenching mm-hmm. the whole time. You know, God, yeah. yeah, I'm sweating like fuck. <laughs> Cuz, get me out of here. 
do you guys like uh, is there like professional standards in the studio is there like you turn up on everyone turns up on time at the same no, time no <laughs> Uh, as professional as we want to seem matter of fact not a single one of us has showed up on in time <laughs> no nah, that's a lie shout out to Elijah Elijah be okay, no no Elijah also known as church he, he'll show up on time every single time down to that's the minute the, yeah. but he doesn't show up on time because he knows we don't show up on time right anymore. he shows up on your time yeah, yeah no he's got that's, a game that's he's got the a, like, YKK age. tandem yeah. shit I was talking about we <laughs> we're late we're late together <laughs> Move as a unit, eh? But uh, other than that, we are quite professional in the studio. Like, mm. we do fuck around, but it's like, we need to get, we're, we're not going to just come in here and not do anything. We definitely like, don't waste time. That's what we, yeah, right. Like, we, also, try, we try to not waste time. Uh, that's, I could be we try lying. But, but yeah. also, we're, we're okay with going into the studio and doing nothing because well, that's part, like 80% that's part of, of it. the process. Yeah, that's right? part, exactly, that's part yeah. of the fuck around. And you have so. to understand, like, otherwise you're going to fucking train yourself. Yeah. If you think you need to make five songs every time you're in the studio. Yeah, no, like, that's not how The that other day, works. we were in the studio for the last like two, three hours just talking and, and listening to music and discussing shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's the best part. So fucking jealous. Sometimes um, you talk <laughs> and you talk shit, you hang out for seven hours and then the last 10 minutes you come up with the song. Yeah. Mm. You're like, cool, we'll, we'll mm. work on that next session. When, when, you, when you think to those kinds of moments um, in the studio where something has clicked and it's really just fucking taken off. Mm. What, what are, are there any like, um, uh, kind of conditions or things that have gone into that, that tend to be like a theme when things kick off, like things that kind of necessarily have to be there or vibes that have to kind of be happening when those things really kick off. Um, nah, it's chaotic. Yeah. yeah it's, it's very chaotic. chaotic. We, and we, we, we've, and we'll never pinpoint it. Like mm. as soon mm. as it ha- the only thing I can say that's constant is as soon as it happens, we try to get every idea out with mm. like as fast as possible. Just like move. you want to capitalize on that little um, lightning in the bottle. Like moment. even like session, like, okay, this is one idea for a song and then we'll just move to another session or is it ideas for a single song? Are, we, we work, lately we've been working in like um, small ideas and kind of getting them all out the way. Um, getting the bulk of it out because that's the hardest part is... Um, starting something and then trying to revisit it a week later and, and feel like mm. get, getting back in that moment. So getting the bulk out so that when we come back, it's it's just little tiny mm. pieces of glue that, that, that we have done. to work on. Yeah, right. You've got the core of it there already. Yeah. yeah. Smart boys, that's smart. Oh, very impressed. <laughs> Years of trial. And <laughs> <laughs> that's how it works, mate. Straight that's up. how it works. You know. <clears throat> um, oh, I've loved this. You guys are so... Appreciate it, man. On thank you for having, thank you know you know for having us. It's really lovely to have you here. Very, I love no phones. I was saying, thank you. Like, thank you, thank you. I have today was the I have like this whole fucking OCD Spotify system, and like I use app. Jacob convinced me to get on onto Apple, but I use um, Spotify to find new music. And what I do is I've got like all these playlists. I filter songs I like up into like a weekly playlist of like mm. shit I'm really digging. Yeah, yeah. And if I, if I find I'm not digging it, it drops off. If I, as soon as I, I'm like, I do dig this song, but I've listened to this song for like two or three weeks now. Yeah. Then what I do is it goes into my like best of the year playlist and I just squirrel it away, away there and I just leave that playlist on its own because mm. I've always got that, my weeks, I, it's always updating. That's super smart. But today was the first day First time this year I've gone back and actually, okay, let's see what's actually, let's re-listen to yeah. what's in that fucking thing. A halfway, fucking, play, uh, halfway point. Halfway point. 
and like it was really good and I got to say no phones came on and I was like fuck yeah I was like bouncing up and down at the cafe people were like what the fuck is this it's just like I don't do you have any is there I mean I'm not very knowledgeable so I would say oh there's nothing out there that sounds like this for me but I'm an outsider is there mm. like are there were there any artists that you guys were pulling from with that kind of sound or is this like really just like this is the vibe we're not sure if there's anything else like that like this is just us pumping it out like what was the inspiration there there was actually there was a there was a few tracks well i, I was going for like a if you've heard of reson and carlo no they're these this uk um I guess duo, they're, they're individual artists, but they make a lot of songs together. Um, and it's a female rapper. Um, I think it's like a white, white. Well, he was a he's a guy. I don't know why I said white first, but <laughs> um, and they make like house rappy kind of uh, songs. It's really good. They had this one song that blew up. It was called Fake ID. That was really good. Um, but also like Disclosure. I've been I've been taking a lot of um, pointers from there their kind of house tunes it's really nice mm. just kind of that gritty but clean at the same time feel have you been like watching any of their like production streams yes yeah. i watched the yeah, fuck out of their streams and it helps he use so, logic pro he's X. so good at describing and just like what he's good doing teacher. Good, Such professor. A good teacher yeah it's it's uh it's crazy to look into the project files of songs that i've been listening to for yeah, fucking like years the, you're, you're seeing the guts of the song that's it's insane the crazy. Mm. i don't know what what to compare it to yeah but if you give me a minute <laughs> i'll come up with a really good fucking i gotta say like for me because i'm so come from the outside of like it gave me the same feeling it gave me when i was like a teenager and i was listening to bonkers by um oh, Dizzy Dizzy Rascal. Rascal. Mm. it's that yes. kind of fun heavy thing which i think is so like underrated mm. that kind of like maybe because like electro and shit came along and it got a little bit out of control mm. Um, but at the core of it, I've always really loved a good, like, fun, bouncy, but also kind of like aggressive sounding yeah. electronic rap dance track. Like, mm. yeah, with us, Dizzy Rascal just... was definitely like a um, oh, massive, yeah, like an inspiration yeah. for me. Um, yeah, we just like these songs are us just having fucking fun, basically. Like, we don't try to think too much into it, um, <laughs> and that's why it can be so different each single because it's we like to. Obviously, you know, stay in the lane and blah blah blah. But um, the lanes can be just, as wide as you want them to be. That's exactly. a wide. That's yeah. a motorway. Yeah, it's a motorway. That's a motorway, yeah. baby. We're changing it. lanes as as we go. But mm. it's uh, yeah, it's just, it's just us having fun. I think everyone should do that. Just fucking do what you want and just mm. fuck around, bro. Yeah, fuck the industry, jibber <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, it's the guy who cares and understands about it more than most people. <laughs> it's like I'm an abusive. It's an abusive relationship, the industry and I. But we'll work it out. Yeah, well, that's good to hear. I'm glad it's it is working out so far. Yeah, yeah. yeah you guys yeah. are doing alright, eh? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. <laughs> um, we're at the plug section, boys. Uh, there's probably a list, so if you guys want to like sh give, what, what what should people go and listen to or check out right now, and what should people uh, keep an eye on that's coming in the future? Um, you can check out No Phones. That's everywhere. Um, that's me and Dieta's latest single. Um, I have a I have an album coming soon. Yes, yeah, the, the plug the yes, plug sir. the plug isn't so much what we have out; it's what's to come. Yeah. We're right. right on the cusp of yeah. uh, like a tsunami wave of of good YKK music. Yes, mm. Fucking 
Mm-hmm. Um, so much shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we'll, you will be be hearing from church. We'll be hearing from Dead Forest. Uh, Dead Forest has a debut project on the way. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fucking movie. So keep an ear out for that. Um, and and stream our music. Play it while you sleep, please. On shuffle. <laughs> Who's in charge of Dim Zippers? Elijah. Elijah. So that's it. I got I got in on that. I got accepted. Felt really oh, cool. nice, nice. Oh, man. Nice. Yeah, Elijah's really Exclusive. good with uh, <laughs> He's good with the archival shit. Like he he's good at capturing the moment and living in it at the same time. So he has just a whole pile of of, of memories from the inception of YKK, which is dope. Yeah, I've been enjoying it. Um, my plugs. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the messages. Uh, thanks for signing up to the newsletter. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, no, no music for me coming out anytime soon. But <laughs> we're working on it. Go try my. I oh, I, okay. Here's a plug for me. I, I'm I'm home fermenting kimchi. Ooh. At Crumb Cafe. So Science. It, it's it's I, we make it. I make it from scratch, and then I ferment it for three days. And then we put it in our kimchi grilled cheese sandwich. So if you oh, fucking whoa, come whoa, by, come by come crumb in. and I'll hook you up with a kimchi grilled what? cheese sandwich. Yeah, so good. It's, it's like wild wheat um, white bread from wild wheat. And then uh, it's, a, it's the kimchi mayo, which I use the juices from the ferment go through I mayo. I love kimchi. Kewpie mayo. Shout out Kewpie mayo. And then it's the kimchi, mozzarella, fresh spring onion. And then <sighs> the secret sauce is this little like um, we like roast – sesame seeds with tamari so okay. it's like which is like a gluten-free soy sauce yeah yeah mm-hmm. and so they, they're like these little crunchy bits of almost like marmite explosions in the oh. middle of it like soy marmite things fucking dope and then we grill it serve that up so i guess that's a plug come and eat our kimchi. yeah we're gonna have to come yeah, check about that, that to be honest that. there you fucking go i mean that might sit you on your ass for the studio so maybe leave that for like a day off <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's some heavy shit right there yo <laughs> hey thanks boys for coming in appreciate you man. thank you for having us thank yeah you so much. yeah i mean um i definitely it's going to be really i definitely want to get you guys back in after this tsunami of music because yeah. i think you'll it'll be um there's, there's not much chance you won't be in a very different place on the other side of this. So right. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm very excited for you guys. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. It's all right. Uh, uh, thanks for listening to Huckabee Sam. It's a new episode every Sunday, motherfuckers. Peace. <laughs> Bow. <laughs>